Welcome to Built to Scale e-commerce show with Darius and Justin. We are the founders of Ad Kings Agency, an industry-leading boutique e-commerce, Facebook ads, and omni-channel funnels growth agency. Our insights and expertise have helped to generate over $45 million in revenue and spent over $18 million on paid acquisition for our clients in the last year alone. In this podcast, we open up about the marketing and business development strategies and tactics we use to get these results. Hey guys, welcome to Build to Scale e-commerce show with me, Darius, and my business partner, Justin. And today we'll be talking about what is actually happening on our lives, our clients' lives in the past, I guess, two months, something like this. And we'll be touching on some, I guess, really strange things that we're seeing happening in the market. For example, you know, one of our biggest clients is really struggling right now and even thinking maybe going out of a business just because we've made one error and we'll talk about how it actually happened, how it's affecting the business. And we'll talk about what's working actually right now in the market and why pretty much all of our clients are growing pretty fast and what is driving for growth from their rear. We'll talk a little bit more about what is getting these results and we'll talk also a little bit more about why organizational structure is something that we are focusing a lot in this year for agency and honestly why I think you know for pretty much every e-commerce business it's something that you will need to tackle at one point or another and good organizational structure and work structure in general is kind of what makes the business stick and survive long term. So hey Justin, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm doing pretty good. Been a productive morning so it's all good on my side. Yeah, good to hear. And actually, I was almost missed the call. <laughs> Somehow, you know, I'm like not really used to having calls in the evening. Actually, the morning. Gosh, I'm so sleepy today. So yeah, maybe let's jump immediately into the first topic. So it's kind of a painful topic for us, I guess. It took me like a few days at least to think through it and understand, you know, why one of our biggest clients that we scale from 0.5 mil to 26 mil in just one year, you know, right now is having such a big problems. And just to give some perspective to the audience. So what happened last year, right before the Christmas, actually the fulfillment malfunctioned. And basically we started to send, first of all, wrong orders to different people. And it actually spiraled into like a lot of customers returning products, a lot of refunds. And it severely impacted First of all, the profit we made last year. And the second of all, we collected a lot of negative feedback because it's Christmas time. Everybody was expecting their gifts on time. And when you simply get like wrong product, everybody is angry there. So this was kind of like, I guess, tough experience for them and in a way, tough experience for us. And right now, basically, our conversion rate actually suffered drastically because people go and they Google about the brand and business before actually making a purchase. They find like thousands of negative reviews through the internet. So that's kind of like part of a problem we are struggling right now. Yeah, I guess what's an interesting case is that, as you said, it seems that that's not only our own experience. So we have heard that some other big businesses are struggling quite a bit. Again, I think it goes back to what we'll talk a little bit later. Growth is great, what I've seen, but managing the growth is even more important. And the only thought that comes to, to my mind is actually a lot of people are talking, don't only think you know, about a current position or situation, but build the business for the future. So it is going with the trend and and growing as fast as possible, but you shouldn't forget about that 
business should survive. And there are quite a number of things that uh, goes into that. And now we are raising sometimes a topic within a team because we're pretty transparent with the team as well, what's happening and why. And the team is as well uh, raising the topic, is it always healthy to grow as fast as possible? Or maybe we should actually sometimes a little bit uh, stop a bit and help the client or give client a little bit of a time actually just to figure it out everything or not really. I guess it it always comes back to the actual situation and the business goals and what's what's the logic behind and what certain period, what type of things they want to, to reach. So we had the discussion. I think it, it's a good time to think about this situation. But yeah, I guess you. what doesn't kill you makes you stronger in a way. So I know that uh, we are continue still uh, talking and, and helping this client to some extent. Looked into this a few times and gave our own suggestions or so. But the reality is that it's not really possible for a client right now actually to sustain the whole organization. So they're, they're cutting their costs and people and operations as fast as possible just to minimize the expenses but uh, hopefully if they will go through this uh, period of time we were thinking that we were like outlining different scenarios what our thoughts are that uh, still they have us such a huge asset as a business so maybe it's even better just to wait a little bit and come back to the business and continue growing again but maybe in a more structured way Meaning maybe sustain it's better than sustain at about one or two mil instead of going to five or six a month. And still the business have very good ratings in general, if you would look at it. So only about 10 or 5% of people were unhappy, but it just happened at one point, which had a very negative effect. And this is kind of what's interesting. It's just one error, right? That's all sometimes it takes, you know, for a business to fall down. It's just like one error. And over like last two weeks, I was honestly talking to a lot of different people, just trying to understand what happened to her and what are like some of other people's experiences in similar situations. So I talked to quite a bit of our business owners that are running similar sized businesses, maybe even bigger ones, doing it for like a few years. And apparently it's a trend, like a lot of these bigger businesses fall due to like one mistake. Whatever it's a wrong investment, whatever it's buying too much inventory, whatever that's, you know, screwing up your manufacturing process like with clients. Did. Actually, it's not the client. It was like manufacturing facility who made the mistake here, but it's just one error that makes all the difference. And especially at the higher scale, I feel sometimes like these decisions should be made slower. And sometimes I think as you are growing to that point, it's okay to maybe even take like a little bit of a break and make less decisions, but more quality decisions. Really rethinking about all the consequences and not just pluses, but also consequences of your actions and decisions. Because whenever you're investing time, you're in attention on, let's say, one part of a business, you're often leaving another part of a business just basically neglected. And this is kind of what we did like with Fatkings Agency, even when growing it through the years. We did create, I think right now we have like, what, six months, you know, operating expenses in the bank. So in case we lose all the clients, we are covered for six months. We're able to retain all our team, even if we have zero clients. And that's our sale, basically kind of like safe measurement we put, you know, so the business would be able to sustain itself for like five or 10 years ahead. 
Yeah, I was thinking about to mention a similar thing. I guess in this case and how we are approaching this, we're playing a little bit long term with this whole business that we have. But it goes just back to, you know, what is important. E-commerces go through different stages. So the first stage is you focus on sales and marketing just to start growing in, in sales and you start looking into your expansion of the products building the team, looking, overlooking the current processes or so. Later on, you go to eight figures or so. So once again, you're overlooking your processes. People, do you want to scale further or you want to optimize the business at this level? But it just at later levels, once you're bigger, it is definitely extremely important to know your numbers, make conscious decisions financially, operationally and, and so on, just to see a bigger picture. And I think this is helpful for us that we see so many different examples of businesses in different locations and industries. And it just, yeah, we just give our own recommendations for, for our clients, how it should be done and on what they should focus on, which is quite often a big challenge if they're doing that the first or second time. But again, it just goes back to that's, client decision that they make. So yeah, I think it's just you need to be conscious that you need to look at a bigger picture of where the business is right now instead of just being involved as much as possible in your operations. So step back a little bit and just be open for other thoughts. Yeah, and honestly, you know, I personally feel so lucky to be in a position we are. So basically, what like two years of running Hackings Agency, I think we learned more than like majority of people learn like 10 years. It's because you have seen so many different businesses succeed, fail, and actually, you know, help them to do this. And actually understood the reasons why we are successful or why we are failing in in case like this. Maybe like another thing that I would want to talk about is like, so right now, quite a bit of our clients are growing also on pretty good pace. And I was thinking about why we are growing that fast, right? So of course, there are like all the tactical things that we are doing, grow hacking, and we will touch a little bit more about it later. But one of the big trends I'm seeing is actually catching the trends with e-commerce. So you know how there's like a usually two, three years trends in pretty much any area of a business or somewhere, basically something new, trendy thing. So right now, let's say cosmetics, there's like a CBD pros with coming into a cosmetic CBD gummies, supplements, and actually supplements converting actually fully into gummies. These are kind of like a new trends that are emerging. And I'm seeing that the businesses were able to capitalize and catch these trends. We can just grow way quicker and faster. But at the same time, we also do have this kind of like a life span to it, almost like two, three, sometimes four or five years. Because what happens if you grow fast and what happened with our client, we also caught a trend. But what happened is a lot of competitors actually after a year started to jump in. We have seen like 20, 30, 40 competitors copying designs, copying the product, copying the ads. And I think this is what is also affecting the market and, you know, stealing your market share over the time. And this is why you sometimes, you know, the longer you wait, the harder it is to grow. So it's kind of you are coming into this. You do not need to grow too fast, but you do not need to grow. You must not grow too slow also. Especially if it's like a trendy product, you must capture like a market attention. Yeah, that's and it comes again. Uh, we come back to the same topic. Like it's it's hard to know what you need to do at what stage, and it just comes with the experience and different observations and sometimes time. 
So yeah, I would totally agree on this. And we are seeing this just because, again, when we work with different clients, too, that's great to see it. As well, talking with the other agency owners or e-commerce owners, we're seeing those trends, following those uh, different businesses in the market. So it's very interesting to see where it is heading and why, because we are... You can observe the data in the back end as well and understand what's happening and why. So it is a very interesting period of time, actually. If we're, Last year was interesting, but I think this year will be as interesting as well. Yeah, talking about like next few years, honestly, I think like e-commerce background and businesses are going to change completely how e-commerce is being done. So what I'm seeing actually start to work more and more is alternative funnels. Instead of pushing immediately for a sale, first of all, indoctrinating a possible client into your cult and your message, whatever that's for content, whatever that's for some sort of courses or something, before we actually make a buying decision. Or, you know, just reverting back to same old, same, you know, like some sort of sales funnel where people are actually having a call with you before making a buying decision. And what I'm even right now seeing clients that are using these more interesting funnels are growing way faster. You're having much better returns compared to the ones that are still pushing, you know, directly to product page and making a sale through that. Of course, you need to have like a suitable product for it. But I think between these alternative funnels, pretty much anybody can find their own niche. If you're, let's say, in cosmetics, beauty, or sports category, just create a course, sell it for $1, upsell your product in the post-purchase upsell, and then for, let's say, 7 or 14-day course, just recommend your product. And you will see like your ROAS actually skyrocket out of it. Another thing, try advertorials. This is what's working for us like lately a lot. And I've seen like a few of our clients just grow exponentially due to that. So advertorials are basically pages that are kind of like a newsletter articles, but we are more about a story or a product or something before we actually are driven into the actual product page to make a buying decision. So I've seen some good success with that too. Yeah, and we have seen, coming back to the course, uh, for, for some clients we've been recommending this for, for quite a while. It can serve many different things. It can help to increase average order value, engagement with the customers, and and so on. So if you're struggling, let's say, with average order value, this type of course together with a product or so in a cosmetic or something like that could be extremely valuable. But not only looking at cosmetic, if you're selling some kind of sports I don't know, wear, gear or whatsoever, some kind of collaborations or so could be really valuable. We had a case with a client in uh, in Germany who actually been started to do some challenges with uh, certain courses. It was extremely helpful for them just because they were able to upsell and build a good relationship as well with the other client. They were selling a physical good, but at the same time, they were straight away upselling the same good, just in a digital version. And we see, you know, the the client with the advertorial as well working extremely well. So just looking out of the box and incorporating not only physical goods, but as well digital goods, I think is that you should look into and potentially try it out. And it might take a little bit of time just to build it up, but you don't need to build it the full course or so. Just test it. And once you'll have some customers in your pipeline, then you're 100% sure that you can work on it and and just send it over to them, for example. 
Yeah, so of course it's honestly, you know, like one in five works. So you need to test for like different topics to you find the ones that are working and then create a topic. And usually you can just leverage, let's say, influencers here. So you technically do not even need to create the content yourself. And it's even better to leverage somebody who knows what you're talking about and they get like free exposure out of it. Or maybe, you know, part of a sales or something. But basically creating win-win situation where... And talking about these kind of like more interesting ideas, right? And going outside of a box, this is something that we've also been thinking how to adapt to these trends that we are seeing within the agency, how to stay afloat, you know, all this changing ocean where like winds are changing almost, you know, every month with all the iOS 14 updates and honestly everything that's happening around us right now. So we were thinking how to make sense for clients and us to be able to adapt quickly. And maybe one of the more interesting things that we started to do lately is introduce more of kind of like full grow hacking package. So back in the days we were doing it where we would just select like a certain channels that you're working with a client, you know, depending on their needs and be working on that. And actually it yielded good results. But some of the smaller clients can't usually afford us to match four or five channels at the same time. So we were introducing like a smaller growth hacking package, which is more about adaptability. So we take like charge of Facebook ads, creatives, but at the same time, we have a small budget to play each month and our seniors can adapt it based on, you know, what's happening in the world. So one month we can be testing TikTok, another month we can be doing a landing page for a client and testing something, maybe complete different sales funnel, which is out of a box, similar relating to like previous topics. And I think being able to adapt to a quick market changes is what will drive like the next three years for e-commerce for sure. I guess on the other side, I always hear this question come in from e-commerce owners. They always think of either they should have someone in-house or like a freelancer or agency or whatever. And on this note, what you were talking about, it's, these are great things. The question is how to know them, what you should do. And if you would do all those things, uh, it's not really possible as an owner actually then to do other important activities in the business, which is not being in the business, but controlling what's happening in the business and working on the business. So in this case, coming back to our, our own philosophy, I'm always saying that we focus a lot on our own team. Firstly, your people need to be happy and they need to enjoy what they're doing. If they will enjoy, they will do a better job for the clients. And then for those new ideas, it's not, yes, there are like different things that we suggest because we foresee what's happening on a bigger picture, maybe talking with other different people and, and so on. But there are definitely people as well in a team, in our team, who are capable of coming up with these new ideas and we just give like a green light, just figure it out what could be the wireframe, the structure and just, yeah, just try it out. So it's not something that we do all the time as well that I guess it's extremely important. And why it is important that, as you said, for e-commerce owners, how to find those people and it is hard, but at the same time, it takes time and you need to create an environment for that. So even though you have someone in in-house or you work with an agency, I think agency at some level, it has its own benefits, definitely, just because they foresee a lot of different stuff in the market and they can bring those things to the table. However, the in-house team could do some similar things, but as a business owner, you need to create a space for, for it. 
so they would own it, would come up with those activities and so on. You need to encourage it and potentially maybe even have like a, a way to encourage it or the structure for that. So it's definitely important if you don't want to be as involved in a business and want to work more on a business, you need to have good people in a team or actually figure out what you're good at. So in our case as well, in our team, there are people who are good with sustaining the operations and so on. There are there's strong suits. Others are really good with the new ideas and uh, development and, and growth. Of course, the weaker parts needs to be tackled or you need to be at least conscious about it. And we work on those to some extent just to make those average at least or so. But again, just, just goes back to the team and what is like in the long term? Is it something that you'll just people will be burning and you will burn as a business because you have a big rotation of people in a team or is something that you're building an actual sustainable business. I think we can then just then talk about uh, the last topic of why it is important to have different structures and people in place in the organization. And this is a big focus for us as an agency, but I think it's not only as an agency, it's just we are talking more as a business where we at and why we think in this way. So so, um, so we don't want to collapse, but at the same time, just free up our own time. And actually, the whole goal is actually to empower people in a team to do good things and give them their ownership to lead the teams, to lead the people, to lead the process. Because at the end of the day, they will lead it, they will grow, they will, let's say, create great opportunities or impacts within your business then they create the processes in place. And the whole idea is that you shouldn't depend on the people at the end of the day because there will be a lot of opportunities for them to change or they, they're tired of what they're doing. It's normal. They go through experiences and they move on to new ones. And it's fine, but as an organization, you cannot rely only on people. You need to rely on the process as well. Uh, some of those can be written in the SOPs with the very, very clear activities of what needs to be done. Others can be a little bit more vague of just having the wireframe, what to do in one or another situation. But uh, there are people who will be able to come up with ideas and implement those things. Yeah, and this is kind of, I guess, a very interesting topic in general. Something that we are diving more deep than agency. Like this, I think like this quarter one, quarter two, this is our main focus, is just to develop all organizational processes to perfection and like the task management system. So everything would be, you know, as much as possible would be up basically automated. We would need less communication internally to make things happen, but at the same time retain the innovation. And usually where I'm seeing, you know, like internal teams, especially like e-commerce businesses and why we come to us is mostly because like internal teams at one point or another, we just start lacking ideas. We basically, you know, run out of ideas and then we need something outside of the box to get them to the next level just because we stagnate. Kind of like stagnation is another big topic. I believe like a lot of businesses, and I think like I was doing some research, it's like number two reason why like a lot of businesses in the commerce field close down is because we stagnate and grow for more than six months. And what happens when that we're like competitors that comes into the market, we actually start scaling harder and faster than you are, maybe finding some of the things that you mentioned before, alternatively channels or some grow hacks that are just giving them an edge and we just simply take over your audience. So it's important to be conscious and once again, keep balance. We are coming to never ending question, how do you know to do it? And it just comes through experience and you just have to go through it time and time over again. 
But essentially how we are shortcutting it. So right now we actually hired like agency that's helping us to create like all the internal processes and just basically cut our maybe learning curve from a year into like three, six months, something like this. So maybe Justin, you can comment more about that. Yeah, surely. I guess we're, we're somehow thinking a lot ahead. Another situation is that I guess that's yeah. I guess we can move into that a little bit later. But generally, right now, yes, we have an agency. We had a, a lot of things in place. Uh, we use uh, ClickUp as a project management system. is like similar to Asana or. I don't know, Trello and, and so on, but it's more customizable. So we've been using that for quite a while and everything was done there. However, what we foresee is like when the, the whole, like the team will be growing and is growing and we will be eliminating ourselves and putting some managers or, or heads in certain positions, they will be overlooking and controlling people. Pretty much your main priority will be managing and overlooking if everything is in place. Therefore, uh, you need to have your time estimates. You need to understand how much people are available or if they're not available, available what are the in which part of the process we are with one or another client or with one or another task. So we are just building that whole project management system would have the same logic in all the different, uh, let's say, workspaces, list of tasks and so on. As well, it would have automations, it would have uh, customizable views. So you can, on ClickUp, you can have different type of views with the different type of filters. So it would create extra benefits for everyone in a team and team would be using it. So it wouldn't be draining your time and effort, but it would be creating more time for you at the end of the day and everyone would be on the same page. So it is a lot about looking upfront, building those operations and having those operations in place. So it would become as a self-sustainable organization with the processes and people in place. And if anything would happen, we would have people or to some extent process in place to to change it or adapt or whatsoever. So it wouldn't be a case that if me or Darius would, I don't know, die or get in, into some kind of a bad situation, everything would collapse. So no, team should be able to sustain and work. So this is the bigger vision, kind of where we're heading. But yeah, it, it seems that it's going great, to be honest. And I think we'll definitely will be able to do it in upcoming months to some extent. And yes, this is a whole year project that I see just to reach it to almost 100%. But yeah, once we'll be aligned and the team will be aligned and we'll have the whole process if a new person comes in, that's, yeah, nothing will stop us. So yeah, but the other topic that I wanted to a little bit touch is this is how we think as well, even though we lost some clients. And the interesting thing is that we continue hiring people. And now we just hired additional four members to the team. And now as a team, I think we are over 15 people. So it was like a 20-30% extra individuals. It comes back from that we had savings and we foresee that we'll come back to a good position within, I don't know, weeks or months. So it's no 
it doesn't really make sense actually to stop the operations. So we just continue growing and building because instead of in some of the previous client places, we already have, I think, four or five very potential leads that we're talking and we're starting with some of those already this week and next week. So um, yeah, that's the last thing. Uh, what's interesting that yeah, we lost some clients. We have already a good pipeline. And if someone is thinking about catching up with us or having a conversation with us, we decided to put some quotas, yeah? Yeah, so essentially just kind of like, I guess this podcast topic in general could be about controlling growth and speed and balancing between all these forces. So just because, you know, we got actually quite a bit of demand like last, I think, month and like four or five, like pretty good quality leads came out out and basically we are pretty much full right now. So we will be kind of closing down our ordering for a certain amount of period. We will still be taking like discovery calls, but essentially we'll be maybe onboarding at max like two free clients next quarter. So essentially we'll be maybe onboarding clients April or May, something like this. So if you're interested, you can go to our website, apply for a discovery call, have it with us, but essentially most likely we'll only be able to start working with you guys in April if that passes and then you know we will see about quarter three quarter four it's it's quite likely that during quarter four we might even completely stop new client onboarding and it comes back to actually whom we want things to become and i think you know with things we do not want to grow into big agency we still want to be boutique agency because if this is like the perfect spot where you can provide like the maximum customization for a client bring crazy results but at the same time still maintain that magic within the team and what happens usually with bigger teams that, first of all, it's harder to control the results you're bringing to clients, ensure the quality, and sometimes I feel, you know, the magic of the team vanishes. And right now we have like amazing culture inside, which is kind of not what really I want to sacrifice. So this is why we are kind of like throttling down our new client onboarding. And it seems that, uh, to be honest, the clients who come in and they are on the same page with us that they don't want to work with anyone or they had previously bad experiences in what we're talking, it makes sense to them as being selective and understanding whether we could help or not really. And this is what we are about. This is how we want to be different and want to be selective because we don't feel that we can help to everyone. And we have our own criteria, and we want that uh, our people would enjoy working with clients because otherwise, if they won't, then, um, yeah, I don't think that we will be able to sustain the client and as well sustain the the team member, which you put so much effort in both of those uh, parts in building the knowledge, the, the person developing the process, etc. And you'll lose them. It just doesn't make sense. So... Yeah, so that's the logic behind and this is what we are about, I guess. And we just want to continue sustaining that and not really changing. So once we'll reach uh, the end milestone, maybe we'll think differently. But at this moment, it definitely makes sense to have the right people, the right clients to do the right things. Yeah, and you know what's funny is that what I'm seeing, a lot of these clients, let's say, you know, sometimes they do leave. Something happens in their business, maybe they need to slow down because, let's say, their manufacturing is faulty or, or something happens. We had a lot of cases like this through the last years. And it's just kind of part of a process, you know. Sometimes there are like business decisions, sometimes deciding to maybe even not pursue e-commerce in general. But what I'm seeing in a lot of cases, these clients, almost like half of them come back after a certain amount of time. 
we usually go either try to do it in-house or hire some other agency and kind of failure. So usually it, it makes kind of sense for them to try to come back and we sometimes even agree like on higher prices etc so just fun you know because i think it's something a testament to what we are doing here and something that shows me that we are doing the right thing internally yeah this is one of the cases that recently happened with one of the clients who left us six months ago and they're coming back to us it wasn't that the other agency wasn't doing the right thing but we were just better <laughs> and they just didn't want to change us but because of the pricing they changed a bit they changed us however they're just coming back because they feel that they need to test more and do more things which we were doing and coming with uh, our own thoughts and suggestions on putting those on the table which other agency wasn't doing that so we have sent christmas gifts for our previous clients as well with whom we didn't work and yeah i guess that worked out so Putting effort. It's all about relationship. Yeah, it's all about relationship. Putting <laughs> yeah. effort into relationship, building that, and as well, making some nice things for our clients. I guess it just works out. Relationship is for a long term, not a short term. Yeah, essentially just caring about people. So cool, Justin. I think when we can wrap up this episode. So, what, guys? Uh, thank you for listening, and I guess see you on another one. Yeah, see you later, guys. Enjoying this podcast? Consider subscribing and sharing it with your friends. This helps us to grow and create more amazing content like this for you.